Welcome to Three, a show about Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. I'm Gil Gross, host of Monday Match Analysis, soon to be joined by my co-hosts, Joel Drucker and Amy Lundy. We've reached the heart of the offseason, my friends, so we want to discuss a topic that's a lot of fun and very pervasive, but also something that we're not likely to talk about in the middle of the season when tennis is actually happening. The all-consuming best of three versus best of five debate, something that, interestingly enough, the big three all have different things to say about. So the way we'll start is talking about how we feel about it personally, Joel, Amy, and myself, and then we'll get to how Federer and Nadal and Djokovic have responded to questions about this topic, and we'll react to that. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, don't go too hard on us for our crazy ideas. And without further ado, here it is. I'm multiple sides. First of all, I definitely think there should be significant numbers of matches played best of five. I think the history of the game, just like the World Series is the best of seven, four quarters in basketball. And I'm not just talking about tradition. I'm talking about the arena. I'm talking about what competition is about and really the best player proving himself over the duration of best of five in these major events. And I know they don't play best of five nearly as much as they used to at other events. I mean, once upon a time, they were playing best of five in a great many smaller events in the pre-open era. And then through the open era, they've been less and less. So I'm torn in many ways. The um, uh, I like seeing it in high stakes matches late in the tournament. Early in the tournament, first two rounds, occasionally there's one that's pretty thrilling. A lot of them are not so thrilling. So then I've seen the notion of, okay, what if you did best of three for, let's say, the first three or four rounds? Mm -hmm. And then you went to best of five. And then I've seen that trotted out and people have just gotten, you get flamed. I mean, this is where the social media <laughs> world is just brutal, where people are just kind of annihilating that kind of notion of a suggestion. So I'm, I'm kind of torn. I think of the entertainment dollar. I think of time spent. I think of tournaments and scheduling. So... Maybe best of three for that, but it's, and now I feel like sort of like a, a wishy-washy legislator saying, oh, well, best of three, the first few, then best of five. So I'm not sure. I, I even said something uh, once um, I wrote this article a while ago. All right, tell you what, let's make it a 256 draw, but you play best of three for the first five rounds and then you play best of five, but you have more tennis. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you, <laughs> what do you think, Amy? Oh, you guys are going to love this because I think my answer is going to surprise you. First of all, I want to say that um, there are advantages and disadvantages to both best of three and best of five. And I've given this a ton of thought and only recently within the last couple of months have I started to gravitate toward my solution. And my solution involves actually, oh boy, getting rid of some of the doubles, a lot of the doubles actually, making the doubles tournaments smaller and potentially um, only allowing singles players, like if you're in the singles draw, then you can be in the doubles draw. I know it's controversial and I, I kind of need to explain and no, I'm, I don't have a hatred of doubles and I do want these people to make a living and all that. But the, the problem is that doubles just doesn't have the support right now. So if you do that, then you have more court space and more scheduling flexibility 
and I actually think that the women should play best of five in slams and that the men should play best, continue to play best of five, but only in slams, only in slams. And that is the, these four tournaments is the place where this special um, arrangement happens. So let me just clarify. So you're saying if the slams, you do not have men's doubles, which frees court capacity. No, no, you do have men's doubles. It's just a much smaller tournament, a eight, smaller eight, draw. Eight, eight teams, 16 teams? Yeah, something like that. Okay, you have 16 teams of men's doubles instead of, let's say, 64, 32. And then, therefore, you have court capacity. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you have court capacity. And therefore, the woman can play best of five because, because they can use those other courts. But does that mean you put Serena in her best of five? So, let, so give me a day at, uh, at Labor Arena. I, I also think that I think that the slam should be extended by a couple of days, uh, potentially on both ends to accommodate this. Um, but you know what, guys, the grand slams are where it's at. They're making the money. They're generating the buzz. They got the hype. So it's justified to extend these by a couple of days. So, well, I've, I've talked about that, too, where you start the slam instead of on a Monday at 11 a.m. where no one's watching. You start on a Saturday with a grand ceremony so in australia you'd have labor hit the first ball or something you know like at the at the masters or in baseball you'd have some grand saturday start so now we have three weekends of tennis six days of weekend tennis and so that i i'm i'm with you on that i don't want a monday final so you you might even start on a friday or saturday but definitely let's say you start on the saturday instead of a monday so now you start two days sooner mm -hmm. and then you're saying so that opening day on labor arena is is what the day session is one one woman's three out of five and one men's three out of five? But look, uh, this is all part of a grander plan that I have. And uh, it may or may not involve actually staggering the men's and women's tournaments so that the women's final is uh, has its own potentially weekend or set of days that is not alternated with the men. I'm not sure yet. I haven't figured it all out. You, but, might, be um, okay. at, you might be looking at four weekends. <laughs> but, but the well, bottom okay, but line that, that is, is that a big problem, Gil, that a lot of people have with the best of three versus best of five debate is that the women do not play best of five. Yeah. And, and I think they should, actually. Okay, so, so, right, so it's, a, it's an argument for, for, for inequality, but normally that is used, okay, let's bump the men down to best of three. And of course, you're saying let's bump the women up to best of five. I, I'm wondering, though, is there... Is there sufficient evidence that, and I I'm, I asked this question not rhetorically. I don't know the answer. Do the women have the women? You know, would they support playing best of five if they had you know that the sufficient time off? Do they want to? Do That's we know? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, if they were they said they would at times, but I don't know. I don't know. If the, I don't know. Recall them saying they'd want that for seven matches. I think they would if they were told to i think i i i think that's a remarkable suggestion you make amy to now have and then it becomes maybe a a 19-day slam you know for, for what it's worth of men and women there was a time in australia where the men and women played different dates they play them at okay. different times of of not uh, the year by the year i mean a couple of weeks apart i don't mean like months apart but and and joel wasn't there a time when women did play best of five briefly no. The woman, no, oh, right. what the woman did, no, 
there was a time when the season ending championship, one match, this one okay. time okay. they had the final was best of five. There was about a 10, 15 year period. It was kind of novel. And there were some interesting matches. There was a very good one, 1990, uh, Monica Salas and Gabriella Sabatini had a really good five setter. None of the other ones is memorable. I mean, gotcha. it's perfectly a couple ended on like injuries. I mean, it's just, it was just kind of novel. It was a novel attempt at something, but I don't, that's, so that's, so that's fascinating because it's interesting, Amy, when we talk sometimes you, you talk about the, the sports market and the dollar, but so you, and, and consumer attention spans, but you're, so you're opining that, okay, we'd want to see women's first, women's and men's matches be best of five at the majors. My whole thing is take what's good and get more of it. Take what people don't want and get rid of it. So you think people are more likely to want a longer women's match than a men's doubles match that they aren't that interested in, right? Yes. Okay. Well, for sure. For, for sure. That's true. The question is, do people want uh, a women's singles best of th five match more than they want a women's singles best of three match? That's right. That was, that's what right. I mean by the question. That's, that's what I'm refining it as, as that they would rather see a best of five women's first round match than a men's doubles match, a two out of three men's doubles match. I mean, my thing, Gil, I just sort of accept that very few people sit down and watch a match from start to finish these days. You know, you're just, you're kind of in and out, you're on your phone, you know, you're, you're making a lunch, you know, you're studying if you're a student, you know, maybe you go out and play for a little bit and then you keep a half an eye on it. Um, I, I, in terms of content and quality of content, I just think, again, you take what's good and you take more of that. But then why would you want, based on that viewing model, why would you want a five-set women's match? What do you mean? You're, you're, saying, you're saying that a women's match, we should, every women's match should be longer. Every women's match should be- are, No, near I'm, I'm talking about the Grand Slams only. Oh, at the slams. I'm just talking and, about and, and also okay, keep in mind, guys, that, you know, there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of mat, uh, best of five matches that end in straight sets. Agreed. But you're saying that every woman's match at a slam will be at least three sets long. Yep. And possibly five sets long. Yep. And so, but at the same time that we're talking about consumers wanting to have less bandwidth to watch a match, we're going to offer them a supersized match format. But we're getting rid of gosh please doubles but, but, people but, but, don't hate me we're getting rid of some of the clutter yeah but, but nobody's watching doubles any uh, most people aren't watching doubles anyway it's it's now it's if on you're tv at, is it no, though early round early round doubles matches they're on they're on streaming but they're not on they're not being covered early round doubles matches much no but the not late much. round are yeah the late rounds okay. but we, we want late rounds to exist we want to see a we want to slam semis yeah i, I i'm fascinated see i don't think I don't think the, the arguments, um, the equal prize money argument, those who think it's for duration of work are missing the boat on the entire entertainment thing. No, this doesn't really have anything to do with prize money. This is about the content itself. Okay. Well, but in general, I think the, the important point here is that it's okay if someone can't watch a whole tennis match. Yes. They don't need to try to fix that. That's not a, that's not a problem. Or a baseball game or an NFL game. Just accept that nobody's got the time to sit there three hours, whatever, and, and commit to that. We're in and out. Sure. I have a suggestion for us for a future show that we each bring our respective note card, kind of like a game show that has our, our like <laughs> our slam format. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. We each bring a thing that and, and let's just put our time to it. I mean, Amy's kind of 
really uh, thrown it down, thrown it down with like you know, yeah. women best of five. We weren't, I wasn't expecting that one. No. I, I was, yeah. And so I have my kind of, you know, mealy mouths, early rounds this, later rounds that. And, 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 well, okay. So, well, with Gil, so. Uh, I have something else. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't even planning on, on sharing this, but. Let's hear it. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I think one solution to the best of, uh, basically we, we love our great best of five matches. And then sometimes we, we think, oh, there, this is too, this is so long that it kills the tension, the, the feeling that every point is important. Every point matters. So the solution to that would be, you cannot go down two sets to love. It's like, it's a mercy rule. Basically. Uh, I, if you, if you win the second set, Basically, if one player wins the second set and the first set, they won the match. But if okay. you split the first two sets, now it's a best of three match. Oh, I have not wait, heard that. Not the entire slam? Oh, wait. In sure. other words, if you split the first two sets, we must win. Now it's we best of five. Win four sets. We, can, we, we extend. Oh, I see. Oh, wow. Wow, look you, at it. Right. You have so, to win by two. All of tennis, you have to win by two. There's oh, I saw no a tweet on that earlier today. Yeah. yeah, whose tweet was that? <laughs> what you're saying, Gil, is if we split the first two sets, we're going the distance, baby. Yep. Or four, but but or four, but in other words, yeah. If I if we split the first two, I must win three. Mm-hmm. Now that's wow. And a child, <laughs> well done, Gil. That's fascinating. Well, and that would be true in every round. Well, how can we do it for the round? men and the women? Sure. Right, I'm sold. Uh, oh, wait. As long as the as long as the women want to do it. Gil, Gil, do you apply this for every round? Think so. Now, so uh, and if anything, you take it away in the late rounds to allow someone to come back from two sets to love. But wait, starting the quarters or the semis? I I, I haven't really thought about it, but uh, we can say the quarters. Okay, so the first few rounds. Oh, I, I think, Gil, you make it the same throughout. This is complicated enough as it is. I mean, I, I, I think you just, I like your idea. Just make it consistent. No way. Well, can, I, I don't want to see someone win a final 6-2-6-4. I don't want to see someone win a Grand Slam final, a, a man or a woman in the Amy format win a Grand okay. Slam final. Okay, so all right. Maybe in the quarters, it does just become traditional best of five. Well, so we have, some, uh, we have some homework to do, and I think we can anticipate <laughs> each of us getting royally flamed by our audience yeah. for various <laughs> No one is going to like either of us, and we're all going to have, we, so let's just all um, buy P.O. boxes for our home address so we can all be safe, and yep. uh, that's great. Wow. Now, I, I just want to say something. Um, at the start of Australia, pre-pandemic, um, start of 2020, uh, remember when they had the fires down in Australia? Mm -hmm. I did write an opinion piece saying, uh, you know, and that they were worried about qualifying and the guys were breathing, the ladies were breathing in this stuff. And I did, I did write an opinion piece saying, if we were ever going to try best of three in a slam, maybe this is the year to do it. And a lot of people really liked that opinion piece. But I just want to say that that was just, you know, situation based you know so don't call me a hypocrite people on social media well it's been done you know it's been done before there have been slams the u.s open in um from 75 to 78 they played several of the early rounds the three rounds and even four rounds were two out of three they did that the french okay. 
I, okay. I believe it was done sometime in Australia. So it's not without precedent. What is without precedent is women playing best of five ever at a major. So I, unless I, I, I'm pretty sure that's true, unless we're going to look back in some 19th century stuff. So that's, that's fascinating. Gil, what do our, uh, what are our three amigos, our three, our three guys, what do they say? All right. So here's what Nadal said. I'm going to just use the, the direct quote, exactly how he said it. He basically says, uh, I mean, winning a grand slam playing best of three demand to the players, something else, no stronger, mentally stronger, physically be solid for such a long time. And, and for long, for such a long two weeks, I really believe that's the right thing to do. So what he's saying is if we made it best of three, it would be a completely different challenge. And what he loves about the best of five is it's that ultimate challenge, you know, above, above and beyond what best of three could ever be. Okay. So let's hear what uh, our other okay. guys. Mm -hmm. Novak says, I'm more of a proponent of best of three sets everywhere. You asked me why. I just feel that we have enough tournaments, enough matches during the year. We have the longest season in all of sports, any sport in the world. Tennis has the longest season from January 1st to the end of November. Literally every single week you have a tournament somewhere. Mm -hmm. Then he also made mention of the average age of the tennis viewer, which he cited as 61, which is kind of a misused out of context data point, which, but it's been thrown around a ton. So it's not really Novak's fault. Uh, so Djokovic is kind of going back to the oversaturation argument. Mm -hmm. And then Roger Federer, he says, <laughs> and this is so Federer, and this is all I could find. I tried to find what he said, and this is all I could find. He says, it won't happen, but it's a fun debate to have. Neutral, down the middle. <laughs> Flag of Switzerland. Yeah. Not really saying anything. <laughs> There's Federer. Well, and yet aware of the reality. I, I actually, I agree more with Federer. I mean, I think there might, they might be looking at some maybe experimentation and some thoughts of things, but I kind of don't see it particularly in this, uh, you know, in other times when they did it, it's when people were also still playing lots of doubles and the tournament agenda was different and the fitness was different. I mean, some of these, you know, once upon a time when I was young, you weren't supposed to drink water. I mean, there's a whole different approach to fitness. And now people are fit in so many different ways. And I think the singles, I don't know, I think Nadal is more kind of the warrior combatant mode. Uh, but I'd be curious to see how the dialogue continues. I like Novak's answer, um, even though I don't, you know, agree that things should be best of three, but he's thinking more big picture and, and how it connects to other things. And one area where I really agree with him is the calendar reform. And it's like, gosh, enough already. We need a break. We need that sleep period. Um, we don't need a tournament somewhere in the world every single week. Um, and, and if we could get the calendar reform, then maybe Novak would be okay with keeping best of five at the slams. I want to address something about calendar reform. I give a, I've given calendar reform thought for a long, long time. And yet in a, from the top player's vantage point, yes, the season's too long. From a lower ranked player's vantage point, the season's not long enough and they need those points. And then, then I think of communities. I, I love, I, it cracks me up. A lot of Americans I know, sure. They think the tennis season should end about September 15th. The US Open happens and they're not really, they could give a rip about these tournaments in Asia or these tournaments in Europe, but the 
the fans and children and adults and promoters and sponsors who might get value out of having such tournaments. I don't know what the, the, the tennis world doesn't operate like the NBA or the NFL. It doesn't regulate its universe. So this is kind of the, the dilemma. So the players want to look at that and how that happens. And if they, if you create maybe tiers of tournaments, maybe that's what it is. Cause in a way, an ex pro told me once that the, the fall is kind of a point safari. The fall is the time where you try to get some ranking points and that has more implications for lower players. So maybe it becomes that maybe there's a certain kind of triaging of the tour. There's also going to come, as we know, in the next few years due to the pandemic an economic, what awareness. I mean, some of these events that were willing that could take a hit in 2020, what's going to happen in 2021 and 2022, or if, if these events canceled, can they happen? Yeah. Are fans allowed to come? What is my sponsor value package of, of participation in a tournament where spectators can't come? I, I may or may not be able to do entertaining of my customers and how does that work? But I well, think- Well, yeah, it, that was my number one concern, Joel. I mean, is the health of, of the tournaments and the, the sport. Um, and, you know, frankly, some of the tournaments in China, the um, level of attendance is, you know, 20% capacity at best. Um, I mean, I'm all for, you know, community and stuff like that. But if it's not supporting itself financially, then I don't think it should exist. And well, I think that we as should, should gravitate toward that which is a draw and that which is really special and good and put more resources into that. But there's some tournaments in North America that don't, we don't know if they all have, are in the True. profit zone. We don't True. know if they profit. So, but your point about attendance. So there's a lot of things to look at with these tournaments and what they, what they deem as their value too. I mean, I feel, uh, I bet there's a lot of interesting talk with the WTA now. They had a major stake in Asia and look how much has had to go by the wayside this fall. That's been really sad, unfortunate. So we've got a, yeah, there's going to be some very interesting uh, calendar discussions and sponsorship in the, in the years to come. But, but if we can bring it back to best of three versus best of five, I, I think that you can look at real data uh, that's readily available about how many people are going to 250s and if they're making money. And that's really easy to look at. What is not easy to look at and what hasn't been looked at sufficiently is if shortening the format of men's tennis and grand slams is going to dr drive interest and make it more consumable and bring more people to the sport. I, I think that what Novak is saying is not rooted in any kind of quantitative fact or, you know, anything that's really been supported by anything. You know, and I also have kind of an, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality with the slams, Amy, as you've said, mm -hmm. they are, they are what works. It is what is bringing in the money and what is mm -hmm. gaining attention outside of the small tennis bubble. So if you're going to change that, bring me something, bring me evidence, show me why this change is going to bring it to new heights. This, this whole young attention spans and the aging tennis viewer, these things are not being supported. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've, as, as we mentioned earlier, I've come complete full circle. Like, yeah, maybe the attention spans, and it's not just the young people, but it's, you know, competing with devices and things like that. Maybe that our attention spans have changed so much that we don't, 
take in a match the way that we used to and we should go ahead and embrace the fact that no we're, we're all going to be in and out of a match anyway so why not lengthen it that just gives you more opportunity to be in and out of a match now i, I don't have any data to back that up but i'm a hundred percent with you that the slams are where it's at that's where the ratings are the hype the buzz the money the everything so why would you shorten it it's unbelievable the the divide though a andy murray says he wouldn't watch a best of five match as a fan so as a fan he likes best of three as a player he likes best of five well, there you have it there you right? have it that's quintessential tennis player thinking it's like murray's very proud of the fact and this is a guy who's uh, i think six or eight times come back from two sets to love down so he'd say here here how about that so it's it's quit that that's why that's why i think it's sometimes while it's useful to hear what they think it'd be more interesting i'd love to hear from 500 fans i'd love us to do walk around with our with our calculator and interview fans at the which slams. fans what's the sample size the people who watch who watch our show i'm telling you it's gonna be best of five right but I'd no but, but like for example when when uh when you go to indian wells i think the fans love watching series upon series of best of three matches, but that's during Indian Wells. And that's a different atmosphere and that's a time of year. And being able to wander into a, a two out of three set match, whether it's a semi or even a final is, is kind of fun. And the attention span, you know, the attention span is also, I mean, there's a little bit, I mean, I'm gonna come back to this uh, notion of Amy, how you want three out of five for the say, Well, we don't watch, we don't watch, we don't have the attention span for long movies as much anymore. So instead of shortening, Let's have some, let's have all the movies be four hours long. Well, I mean, but, question to Andy Murray, my follow-up question to Andy Murray would be, yes, but Andy, would you watch the beginning of the match, see where the first set goes, then go play with your kids for a while, go for a bike ride, and then catch maybe some of the fourth set and see how that does, and then just sit there and lock into the, to the fifth set. Would you do that? And yeah, I that's, think that's how a lot of us do it now. So no, let's that's, embrace that's, it. Well, that's a good point. There's, there's a lot of interesting things going on about how, how sports is consumed. It's, it's like a Netflix show, but you don't watch every episode. Look, the most popular sport in the United States is, is football by far. It's, it's long. It's so, so long. Now it's only once a week. So that's kind of, that's a part of it. But still, College football is four hours. It's excruciatingly long. It is the biggest thing going in most of the country. So this is not, you know, when we're in 2050, uh, is our people's attention spans can be so messed up by technology that they're going to hate football? Is that what's going to happen? No, uh, I don't like the attention span argument. It's not, hmm. it does not register with me at all. Hmm. Well, football got calendar reform in a way because football got, right, we'll have one game a week. It was always, but it had to be it so physical that it just right. had to be. And they no, got lucky. Well, it, all, it always it has. It always yeah. has. It, there were never 162 football games. So, <laughs> so you're right. So football got the whole thing of the scarcity index and, and the viewer deal and the fact that people, I mean, I actually like to watch the Super Bowl alone, but I've got, I've watched my share of football games in rooms with people. And you're right. And football is kind of, yeah, here, there. And it was an interesting play. They're going to show it to you again anyway. So you're just kind of in and out of the game in a way. So it's mm -hmm. interesting about how sports is consumed, mm -hmm. covered, played. I mean, Murray's, Murray's answer. I love your, your follow-up questions to Murray, Amy. How, do you, how would you go about doing that, Andy? How would you like us to watch your Wimbledon final? 
I mean, I, I'm just, you know, this is how we live our lives now. And, and I think that as professional sports, we've got to get real and not ideal. We've got to get real. Okay. One more thing. Let's end on this. Cause I feel like we didn't address what Nadal said. Let's say majors went to best of three for the men would winning it would hoisting the trophy on Sunday mean less. That's what Rafa is saying. W- would there be an asterisk by the people's well, names that then went on? Like like then. Novak, that, that was pointed out. Like if Novak then goes on to win a portion of his Grand Slam hall, best of three, is there an asterisk there? Um, is it less? Yeah, is it less meaningful? Not to him. You know, to play it. And this and this we have to look. We look at it from both sides. To the players, they think, oh, no, I, I still want it. To me, as a historian of the game, I, I, I will, I will look, I will cast a certain kind of eye on that, just like I cast eyes on double slams with let with fewer great singles players in them. I kind of noticed that it still means he won it. Yes, it means he won it. Just like we had the talk about the the pandemic era U.S. Open. That's a big win. That's a slam title. So if it's decreed by tennis that we shall play two out of three, and and that's the final. That's a Wimbledon title. I'm not gonna, but but there's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, hey, there are guys, there are old pros who didn't like the tiebreaker. Hey, once we used to not play tiebreakers, and then these guys are winning sets with tiebreakers. What's all that about? And then it became accepted. So I think initially there'll be some, you know, acculturation. But I think in if, if it start, let's say, let's pretend that started in 2025, and guy wins Wimbledon in 2035, six four six four. It's okay. Hey, the baseball designated hitters. You know, these things, these things change. It does, and it doesn't necessarily make me, and then let's pretend the woman went to Amy's approach with now they're playing best of five and the 2035 Wimbledon woman wins in four sets. That doesn't diminish the significance of the other woman who won it before that. Yeah. So. And other sports leagues have changed their, you know, the way they do it. Um, Major League Baseball, at one point they were best of seven all the way through and then you know, it's shortened in the early rounds and same with the NBA. And we don't sit there and go, oh, well, the Lakers didn't win uh, an NBA championship. So yeah, no. Um, But it would be unfortunate. It's not really what I'm for. So I'm hoping that they'll figure (laughs) this out. Yeah. Well, look, it doesn't look like it's changing. The USTA was asked to provide an official statement recently and they said like i mean i don't know what you'd expect them to say but they were like yeah there are no plans to change the best of five format nor does wimbledon so i think in a way i think in a way what this falls into there's a great word pete sampras gave me for certain things he's he said yeah there's there's tennis and you talk about tennis and there's commentary and we live in a world where there can be a lot of you know there's commentary and a lot of people like to chime in on these things and occasionally things happen and and social media gives a lot of people, including ourselves, platforms, and uh, that's okay. It's like one big talk radio show. That's why we're talking about it now, because there's no tennis. There might as well be commentary. That'll do it for this episode <laughs> of three. As always, uh, we hope that you subscribe to the channel, give the video a like, feel free to leave a comment. I'm sure there will be plenty of them this week. We're also available on all podcast platforms. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help. And we will see you next time on the next episode of Three.